You're listening to Industry Iowa, presented by Cirrus, the Center for Industrial Research and Service. Here's your host, Stephen Wilson. Greetings, everyone. This is the Industry Iowa podcast, and uh, I am your host, Steve Wilson. It's This is a, a first for me today, this episode. This is the first time that I have had multiple guests uh, appear on the podcast. So, so it's a it's a breakthrough day for the Industry Iowa podcast. Uh, great to have you all here. We're going to be talking about a recent trip that the Iowa Lean Consortium set up for folks to go down to Toyota to see lean operations uh, in Kentucky. And so we're going to be talking about that. We've got several guests with us here uh, this afternoon. And uh, Tracy, would you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself? And then Emily, I'd love you to. And uh, just introduce, uh, allow the others to just introduce yourselves. Let us know who you are and the organization that you're at, and then we'll get started. Thanks, Steve. I'm Tracy Schuster, director of the Iowa Lean Consortium, and then I also lead our productivity services team at Cirrus. I'm Emily Betts. I am the ILC member engagement manager, and I also help companies do their business processes, the business process improvements uh, at Cirrus. So engagement manager, she has nothing to do with eHarmony or anything else. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> productivity, just want to get that on the record. Thank you, Emily. Good to have you on. And Yeah, my name is Ann Buck. I am the CI manager at Helena Industries. And uh, Margaret. My name is Margaret Munson. I'm the director of operations at Rata Manufacturing in Waverly, Iowa. And we have Tracy here from Rada as well. Tracy, would you introduce yourself? You bet. I'm Tracy Magsman, and I am the HR manager here at Rada Manufacturing. And then there were two, and that takes us to Chris. Hello, Chris Myers, Director of Quality and Continuous Improvement at Agroindustrial Plastics in Fairfield, Iowa. And Jen, bring us home. Hello, I'm Jen Michael. I'm with World Class Industries out of Hiawatha, Iowa, and I am their Continuous Improvement Manager. Well, it's good to have you all here. We're going to have uh, an opportunity for all to share your experiences, but I'd, I'd like to put this out there to the group. Why did you decide to go um, to this to this event? Or actually, let me back up a little bit. Tracy, share a little bit of what was this trip? Absolutely. So it was a trip that was originally planned in 2020. Uh, so you know what happened in 2020 and can imagine what happened to that trip. It did get canceled not once, not twice, but three times. Can't say we didn't try. Um, we were so grateful to be able to go this past May uh, 2023. And it was an idea that originated with Mike Hoseas. Um, he's well known in the lean world. He spent 14 years as a plant manager at uh, Toyota in Lexington. And Mike has been historically one of the most requested uh, facilitators by the ILC membership. Um, We've brought him to Iowa a number of times, but Mike is traveling less now and to his credit, created an opportunity for um, groups like ours to come to Lexington to learn from him uh, in a workshop setting. And then he used his connections uh, with Toyota and other manufacturing uh, manufacturers there in the Lexington area to um, get us boots on the ground. We went to the Gemba at Toyota, Safran, and Hitachi 
Um, and all of those were different and unique Gemba experiences. And it was just an uh, absolute wonderful blend of classroom learning, um, going to the shop floor, and then of course networking and uh, and just connecting with uh, each other uh, through other members, getting members to connect uh, from the Iowa Link Consortium. Was this the first trip that was taken, Tracy, of this of this uh, kind from it was, the ILC? Yes. yes, we've done tours, but at member companies, never anything like this where we went out of state and um, and uh, traveled together uh, mm -hmm. to go and learn. I'd be remiss not to uh, I would be remiss if I did not say, hey, give us just a, a brief introduction of what the ILC is. Uh, the IOC is a consortium of continuous improvement professionals. It's made up of about currently 103 organizations um, throughout Iowa, and some of our members are even in Missouri and Nebraska because there's just not something like this for them, and they want to be connected to an amazing network of continuous improvement professionals and other companies that are striving to build cultures of continuous improvement. And we we primarily serve our members through networking opportunities, uh, learning opportunities, both in-person and on-demand learning, and then um, just connecting them when needed to each other and to other uh, outside resources. If we don't have it at the ready, we'll go out and find it for you. Okay, excellent. Well, let's hear from you all. What uh... What prompted you to go? Why did you want to go? Was it something, uh, you know, your leadership said, hey, you're in CI, you're continuous improvement, you're going, or was it something that uh, you also really wanted to uh, participate in? So who would like to start us off with that? All right, would you, Jen, go ahead, and then Chris will follow up with you. Sorry, I had to find my mute button here. Um, yes, it was kind of a mutual decision on both mine and my uh, leader's part. Um, we are starting a new journey here at World Class where we don't have a named system. We don't have a lot of those things. So it was really nice to go and benchmark um, different uh, companies and see what they had out there, as well as take along some of our facility leadership and our lean uh, like champions to really understand what other uh, facilities are doing and how to kind of tailor that to us at World Class. So Jen, where would you say that your organization is with regards to lean? Is it just you're beginning to build an awareness or what's the um, maturity of your organization? Sure, I think we are at the awareness part. Now we're trying to develop that system of like people development and that culture. So it was really nice to see that kind of come with HR um, experience and background. Uh, so it is that people development piece that we're kind of working on in culture at the moment. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, a couple of us from Agro had actually gone uh, to Gemba training with Mike Hoseas at Pelicorp, kind of through a partnership mm -hmm. with the ILC. And we had learned a lot during that training. And kind of as soon as we knew that Mike was hosting this and taking everyone along. We knew it was something that we wanted to get on board with and uh, kind of take what we had learned and applied from the Pelagemba training kind of to the next level. Figured, you know, if you're touring companies like Toyota, it, you're probably going to get some good out of that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. Ann. 
Yeah, the reason that um, I really push for our organization to come is we're really, really young in the lean journey. And not a lot of people have been experienced to some of even the simple lean tools and lean systems and lean methodology. Um, so I actually invited uh, folks from three of the four facilities that we have in our company. And it was really nice to give them to, to, to give them an example of what good could look like, as well as give them examples of some other, other companies that are also just starting out on their lean journey. So with Safran and Hitachi, that, that it wasn't so overwhelming as, oh my gosh, this is Toyota. Um, they're, they're, they're way far in their journey. I'm never going to get there. Okay, wait, let's Take a step back. Here are two other companies that we can use also as a way to benchmark just where to get started and how to get started on the lean journey. Mm -hmm. And additionally, um, as a lean practitioner, I, I'm, I was selfishly wanting to go see the Toyota plant. I think everybody here um, can say that when you're given the opportunity to go to Toyota Georgetown, you will try to take that opportunity. Um, to go uh, see Tracy that. and Emily, how many how many companies were represented? There were 13 companies mm -hmm. and 29 participants. 13 companies, 29. Yep. Excellent. Uh, I'd love to hear now from, from Rada because interestingly enough, we've got someone from manufacturing, Margaret, and then uh, Tracy with us from HR. Uh, Margaret, what, uh, what prompted you to go? Uh, very similarly to Anne, actually, I am an industrial engineer by degree, so I absolutely wanted to get into Toyota to see what it was all about. Um, you have to go see when you have the opportunity. Um, but then looking into kind of the description of the overall program, we are at the very beginning of our lean journey, and um, we can use all the help we can get. Um, but specifically getting our employees involved in the whole journey um, was why we had Tracy come as part of our HR team, and we had Todd, who's our production manager, come to just start building the blocks, the very basics of how do you get people involved and how do you start with the team who are actually performing the operations on the floor every single day. Tracy, I'm going to spin you up to the to the to the next question there. I know you probably were gearing up for, to answer uh, that particular one, but again, being in that HR role, what are some of the things that you learned? and that you were thinking, I need to bring this back to the organization. You bet. You know, so being kind of an HR nerd, um, one of the things that I heard over and over that I really loved was that lean is not mean, and it doesn't mean that you're cutting people. And that really spoke to my heart a lot and, and got me super excited. So like Maggie said, it, it's about the culture. And one of the things that we learned that I was excited to bring back was um, huddles, team huddles, because on a man in a manufacturing organization, it's really hard to communicate to people. I grew up in um, in, a, in an office environment, and so everybody has email. It's super easy to to whip out messaging, you know, and communicate to people. So I'm learning new ways to communicate with all of our team members. And that was one of the coolest things that I learned about is that face-to-face -face team huddle and how to utilize those to keep everybody engaged. Mm -hmm. uh, Emily, I want to uh, segue uh, with you. What are some observations that you had for just 
watching the overall group, the interaction and all of those things, what are some uh, takeaways for you from from that interaction and just how they processed it all and, and worked together? Yeah, it was really great to see, you know, uh, having Tracy and Margaret from, you know, different sides of the same company, um, you know, non-manufacturing, manufacturing, working together. We had a couple of others um, that were also from non-manufacturing, having the same sort of takeaways. Um, the the great thing about Mike Hoseas and the way that he presents is it's very engaging. Um, he doesn't use a lot of jargon. And so it's very relatable. And so immediately he gets your wheels turning to say, how can I apply this to what I'm doing? Um, and so immediately people at tables were talking to each other. Um, they were putting plans in place um, and starting to share their best practices or share what or their challenges and share what wasn't working and helping each other. Um, that was very gratifying to see just the networking start to happen as well and see that uh, members were engaging with each other. So let's take it from a perspective of learning something exciting. And I know I'm sure Tracy and, and Emily were, were, I'm using this in, in a kindest way, drilling it into you uh, that, hey, if you're picking something up, right, make sure that you take it back and you begin to utilize, you begin to implement, right? Because you just don't want to go down there and, and see those things and learn those things without the, the uh, uh, implementation. So someone start us off with just that discussion of something that you took away from there and you've already begun to try to implement or you have plans to implement. Let's hear, are there any of those scenarios? Yeah, go ahead, Ann. All right, so there are two examples that I have taken back. First is the tier one huddles. So we implemented tier one huddles in a non-manufacturing setting. So in the quality lab of our manufacturing environment. And so we meet every day at uh, 8 a.m. and at 2 p.m. And then we figured out a way to get it to the night shifts so that everybody's getting the same communications as far as the topics of people, safety, quality, delivery, and cost. So we might not have the metrics developed for all of these parameters, but at least we can come in together and talk about, okay, are we good for people today? Are we green or red? Just very simple green or red. For safety, did we have any incidents in the lab yesterday? Green or red? Did Were we good or bad? So try to make a very simple step forward without trying to get uh, detailed metrics and people get overwhelmed. Okay, let's 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 start with the framework. Let's just go red and green and talk about these things today. Um, and the second thing that we've implemented here, um, one thing that I really uh, that stuck out stuck out for me is something that I took back is that if there are no standards, there are no problems. And um, the what we identified as an organization is that it's that one of the biggest issues for us is that we can't identify problems always that oh yep this is a problem we need to solve it um and so what we learned um as part of the the tour was okay, you need to make a standard work so we did also start making standard works also in the lab as as far as you know how, how do you run a specific test so that you know that every time you're going to get the same result so just the development of those standard works as well thank you uh jen 
I'm going to have the third on the huddles. Um, we took those immediately back. Um, our huddles, we were doing them, but we were not doing them effectively. So at 7 a.m., we gather our teams around and be like, you're doing this, you're doing that. Hot parts coming in, you know, just those day-to-day -day catch those fiery balls <laughs> in the air. Um, then we've kind of made a more purposeful where we're adding the metrics in there. So we're, uh, you know, doing the very quick and simple safety cost, you know, quality. Instead of cost, we're doing uh, continuous improvement. So what do we have for continuous improvement ideas out there? And it's made a night and day difference. And then the other piece is we immediately started putting just PDCA problem solving tools out there um, to a lot of our operators. Um, trying to create that army of problem solvers, because I think once you start there, those standards, you know, you can kind of get those standards in place and you're not going to fix them all at once. You know, I'll, I'll, it'll just take some time, but just get those problems solved right away and then start setting your standards there. And you mentioned uh, tier one for our audience. What's tier one? What does that mean, tier one? So that's the daily huddle at the lowest level in the organization. So that would either be um, with your quality lab. Um, it would be with the direct, the people that are doing the work. Um, it's really that basis level of the front line, um, that, that huddle. Okay, excellent. Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience. What did you take away? And if you're implementing anything, uh, maybe there was a new concept or something that was really um, just kind of reinvigorated as you observed it there. Sure. Um, I think what we were kind of reinvigorated with was the concept of a true north. You know, we've been doing CI for probably about a decade at Agra now, um, but, you know, some of those fundamentals like that that haven't really been fully established. So trying to look at what's that guiding principle to help us focus our business plan on, like what's the thing that our three to five year objectives, our annual improvements, even our daily problem solving initiatives should be directed towards, you know, looking at where, where do we want to be in 20 years and how are we going to get there? Uh, let's hear from uh, team, team Rada, Margaret. Um, you're how long in the, uh, the lean journey? I'd say we're probably about a year into our lean journey, um, very concentrated effort. Um, one of the things that kind of has stuck with me is if we have not as managers and supervisors developed systems for our employees to work within how do we expect them to be successful because they don't know what's good and what's bad so we've really put the pressure back on ourselves to say we need to tell our employees what we expect every single day we need to give them the standards so they know if they're performing well or if they need help and that just helps them identify when to call somebody, when to call a supervisor down, or if they have the authority to make the decision, we'd love them to make the decision. So um, kind of putting the pressure back to us to say, what do we expect from our people every day? Tracy, lean, you know, lean is manufacturing, right? No, wrong. The answer to that question is no, right? Um, but so, so how did you see things from a, how are you taking some of those things that again, originated perhaps in manufacturing in that, are you having the opportunity to begin to apply some of those things uh, in addition to the uh, the huddle, but are you seeing other opportunities for, for lean in the office uh, environment? Yeah, I sure am. Um, you know, one of the big things is that waste is, is not good. 
And so kind of like what Maggie said is we need processes everywhere. And I'm even incorporating that into, um, you know, some of our processes for running payroll and simplifying the complexity so that we're not spending a lot of time doing things that aren't really adding value. Um, and then looking at that, what other people are doing, making copies, is that adding value? Or is there, an, is there another way to get this accomplished? So definitely I am applying that lean um, methodology in my own work. Excellent. Just want to, uh, again, encourage folks to go out to cirrus at iastate.edu, cirrus at iastate.edu, and uh, you can find uh, information about Cirrus. And Tracy, what's the best way for them to reach out to the ILC? Uh, the best way would be to go to iowalean.org, which is really under the Cirrus website, but that'll get you there really fast and directly. <laughs> um, and then you can also reach out to us at iowalean at iastate.edu. Excellent. Yes. Uh, and uh, of course, I encourage you to go out there uh, if you have particular questions, you certainly go to to Tracy or you can find your strategic advisor in your respective uh, areas. So I want to encourage you to do that uh, as well. Thinking about all of the experience, uh, if I understand it correctly, there was some classroom and then there was going out. Um, how did that work for you? Uh, was that was that beneficial? Uh, what did you take away from that experience and and perhaps applying to your organizations? Okay, Margaret. Yeah, for me personally, it was really nice to have that um, instruction time in the classroom and to hear some examples and hear Mike's history with Toyota um, and then to actually go into Toyota and Safran and Hitachi. It was cool to see what we had talked about in the classroom in practice. And a lot of people think that Toyota has it all figured out. They, I mean, they're top notch as far as manufacturing. Um, but then having the example of, well, we're still continuously improving in this area, or when we went to Safran, we're still working on our 5S boards, um, and Hitachi just being on the floor to say, like, there are people that are along, further along in their journey, doesn't mean that they're any uh, less capable than uh, Toyota, it just means that everyone's at a different point, and it was nice to see like, okay, we have a lot of work to do, but there's other people who are also on this journey who can help us and we can use examples from all these different companies to help us along our way. Thank you. Uh, Tracy, what were, what were the expectations of this trip? Um, why, you know, hey, why, why go through the effort? What, what were the expectations of this trip? Expectations were really uh, deep learning. We wanted people to be able to get out and away from the office, not get pulled back into their own office or shop floor to firefight, because we know that that is a challenge anytime we offer a training uh, online or in person here in Iowa. So it was to take members away, insulate them a little from their daily pull, um, and just give them that deep learning uh, opportunity and, and what you described uh, that work that classroom learning and then go and see see it or hear it conceptually but then go see it in that real life setting is so powerful were there anything that any from anybody from the group um was there anything that anyone from the group 
came away with perhaps that they hadn't expected to. Nothing. Oh, yep, we got Tracy. Go ahead, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> we, this is a little bit to your question, uh, other question too. We, Emily and I decided uh, we're going to take back from uh, the trip the form that we used on the tours. So we had carbon, at least, well, carbon copy forms. So we would go into and tour, and then we would answer three questions for the company. What did we see that we thought was great? What did we think would be better? And maybe, I can't remember the third, maybe some questions we might've had. We tore that off. We left one copy with, um, and we did a debrief with the company. So we gave them our feedback. We had this form to write on as we toured. And then we gave them our feedback. We tore that off. We gave that to them. And then we took our own back. I just, we're going to do that for our companies that we ask to uh, be tour hosts for ILC members. It just gave us that framework to make that just as valuable for the company as it is for those who are attending. Thank you. Um, as we, as we begin to wrap things up, I want to give you an opportunity to kind of uh, share and say, Hey, ILC members, non-ILC members that did not participate in this. Um, why? What, what's the advantage to you? What's the advantage to the organization? And, and Margaret, I know you need to, uh, to dash here soon, so I'll let you start us off. Sure. So I think for me, um, I think a lot of people think of lean as manufacturing and you're just making processes better, machines better. Um, but it's really about getting people involved and getting your employees to think differently and to try different things. Um, so I think for me, the biggest takeaway was um, any, anyone can be involved. Um, it, it's all about people and um, you, you kind of switch the narrative. And if you start with your people, then you're gonna win down the road. Thank you. Let's go ahead and go to Chris. So I think for us, you know, it was really good to get out of our silos, just our, our silo as a company. When we went and we got to go talk to people from all sorts of different disciplines, different companies, different backgrounds, and really learn how they're applying lane in their areas that we could learn from and bring back and, and apply at agroplastics that we probably wouldn't have thought of if we just stayed in our own little silo. Mm -hmm. uh, on that note, before I go to the next person, did anyone develop because I know one, one of the desires is to build a network, right? Did anyone make connections that you're you're utilizing already or plans to utilize with with those others that went to the to the uh, to the event? Seeing some heads shaking. How so? Go ahead, Chris. So actually before the trip, uh, as we were researching some of the other companies that were going to be participating and we saw Rado was there, we looked up what they did and uh, turns out we kind of had a need for the product that they were making within our facility. So we had reached out and we've been trialing a few of their knives and, and all that. And then Love it. Uh, give a little bit of a plug for the ILC uh, cohort pilot program, but there's a handful of us that were in Kentucky also participating in that pilot program. And I think that that has really helped jumpstart the success of that program as well. There's a lot of comfort that's already been established between people. So we're all kind of continuing to learn and grow together, which is fun. Excellent, thank you. Thank you very much. 
Uh, Tracy, uh, back back to the original question of uh, boy, HR folks, or or what words of encourage might 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 you have uh, for those that uh, maybe might be considering at another time to to go on a similar trip? Yeah, you bet. So back to the why. Um, it was probably in my 30-year career one of the best experiences that I've had, ever had. And for the reasons that Tracy Schuster talked about is you had that classroom experience and that classroom experience was phenomenal. Um, you know, the different people that talked, they had the boots on the ground, real life that you could relate to types of um, experiences that, you know, oh, yeah, I've been in that situation or gosh, that's a great way to handle that. But then we got to go and see it in real life. And so all of that combined just made for a great um, process of learning. I just felt like I learned so much, I retained so much, and I was so energized afterwards. Mm, wow, thank you. Jen? Uh, for us, I think it was just the things that you could immediately take back and implement. It was uh, super easy suggestions and solutions. It's like, why didn't I think of this? You have a lot of aha moments. Um, it was really good um, to benchmark as, as well. So not only, yeah, it was just the reinforcement of that classroom training with the go and see the Gemba uh, that really made it worth it. Uh, it was definitely one of the very best experiences I've also had, and that I got the most out of it and immediately applied it when I got back. Excellent. Anne? Yeah, so for me, it was being able to hear the firsthand stories of some of the employees that started the Georgetown facility. So we heard firsthand from two folks that described their past. So both of these people that originally worked at the Georgetown facility did not come from a manufacturing environment. I mean, one worked at a manager at a toys at a Toys R Us, and one worked at a newspaper. And just to hear their stories about how they took a chance and they left these seemingly really good careers at the time. You know, we all know what happened to Toys R Us in the newspaper, um, and make a make a jump to Toy to Toyota and just to hear their firsthand struggles, even, you know, somebody was one of the um, one of the Toyota employees described how she was working um, on her first day and they were doing TWI with her. And she was like, I'm supposed to memorize this, this, this sheet before I can go. And, and you know, how she explained how she was overwhelmed and being being how relatable that was to hear her story. Now, we always want to lead by example, right, Emily and uh, and Tracy? So as you uh, participated in that, and I would assume that there are thoughts of, uh, of doing another one at some point, uh, any improvement opportunities that you took away from what you observed there and going to kind of the next, the next uh, grouping, the next event? How are you planning on even making it better? I think that we have an opportunity to um, really set better expectations for Toyota. That tour was pretty fast. Toyota is known for its efficiency and their tours are no different. <laughs> we should have known. Um, we have given that feedback to Mike. He's going to share that with them. But they're moving so fast, they need to move us fast, right? Mm -hmm. So setting expectations and getting people ready to 
learn fast, look fast, and then uh, taking some time, maybe even a deeper dive and ask, being able to ask more questions about what you saw on that Toyota tour is an opportunity for improvement. Excellent. Are there, uh, are there plans in the making right now for a return trip? Not just plans, there are dates. We are headed there uh, next May. I don't remember the dates off the top of my head, so I'm not going to say them. Um, well, that's but, good. We can p make people go. You can't go to the get website. the dates here. you got to go to the website. you got to go we, to the website. We do expect to open that registration in November, um, and, and that's what we did last year. We do expect it to fill, and it will be member only. It member will be a member-only event as it was this year, so you must be a member of the ILC, ILC to, so to go on that trip. So there you go. If you're not a member, you need to be a member. <laughs> yep. And also want to let folks know we have the, the ILC conferences coming up. Tracy, speak to that a little bit. That'll take place on October 26th at Prairie Meadows in Altoona. And we are offering our annual conference special right now. So an organization can join today and get uh, 17, 16 plus months for the price of 12. So their membership will be good through December of 2024, and they'll be able to go on that trip uh, to Kentucky when we take another group in May. Excellent. Emily, give us your observations overall. Um, overall, it was, it just far exceeded expectations. Uh, Mike was a wonderful presenter who made sure that everyone understood how Toyota was Yes, they're a, a wonderful example, but they are still continuously improving. And no matter where you are on your lane journey, they are an example, but um, for something to strive for. But don't don't be discouraged because it really is all about people. And so, no, as long as you keep your people at the forefront and you help your people, your people will help your processes in your business and your continuous improvement efforts. Hey, I can't thank you all enough. I think this first attempt at multiple people in attendance, I think it worked well. I thank you all for your cooperation there. And uh, and just again, your willingness to be here to speak to your experience. And uh, um, I just can't thank you on, enough for that. So thank you again for being on the IL, the, I was going to say the ILC Radio Network, which is what it used to be, the Industry Iowa Podcast. Thanks so much for being a guest here. And I look forward to speaking with you all again sometime soon. Thanks so much.